You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome one and welcome all. It is Tuesday, February 13th, 2024, 8.02 p.m. Central Standard Time. That means we are live because we are live every other Tuesday, just so everybody is aware, now that it is the off-season here. On the Blog on the Boys YouTube channel, the Blog on the Boys Twitch channel, and the Blog on the Boys Facebook page, you can watch us live or at your own convenience, of course, on any one of these platforms. Or you can listen to us at your own convenience on the Blogging the Boys podcast network. If you do any of those things, or if you check out bloggingtheboys.com, you will see the work of myself or any one of the other two horsemen with me here tonight. My name is Arjo Ochoa. Their names are Danny Phantom and Tony Catalina. And Danny, happy Valentine's Day Eve to you, my friend. Thanks, RJ. Uh, you know, I didn't think you were going to say something, so, but it's very thoughtful. Um, so I appreciate that. Tony, um, I know you've... Uh, kind of changed some circumstances for the time being. Um, that's a horrible way. I was going to say with your wife. That's not what I meant to say. But, but uh, <laughs> you and your wife together have changed some circumstances for uh, for the time being. So do you have anything special planned for Wednesday uh, as it relates to Valentine's? Well, I mean, not the doctor myself. We're in the, the massive state of Texas. So we, we're going to go to a steakhouse tomorrow night. And I said, you know, I, you can't go wrong here. I feel like steak in Texas should be like, a fairly easy thing to find. So I think we're going to have a good dinner tomorrow night. What's your, um, your ideal two sides for a steak dinner, Tony? Wow. Um, we had talked about it off air, but I love creamy spinach. And usually I don't do it with two sides. I might get like a side salad, maybe a Caesar salad or something. Daniel. I love mashed potatoes. So, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going there, but, uh, uh, I like, I like asparagus, you know, as far as my go-to vegetable. You guys are kind of boring. I mean, I got to be honest with you. Like, especially like we're talking <laughs> Valentine's Day, you got to do some sort of like, it can't just be mac and cheese. It's got to be like a truffle. You know what I mean? Like maybe some lobster mashed potatoes. You know what I mean? Like you guys got to elevate, you know, your experience for Valentine's Day. I'm giving you some some tips and some advice, obviously, as a happily married man. You got a day to amend whatever plan it is either of you had going on uh, or any of you listening or watching. Um, not too late to go out and get something, uh, whatever the case may be. But um, it is too late if you are hoping for somebody else than my or somebody other than Mike Zimmer to be the defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. America's team did in fact announce that and commemorate it uh, on Tuesday. They will hold a press conference on Tuesday, Valentine's Day, uh, at 2 p.m. to formally announce it. The Super Bowl is in the rearview mirror. We have kind of a lot of uh, just dust settling to kind of figure out as uh, as we sit here on the latest roundtable and. Um, the Zimmer thing is interesting. Tony, we're going to start with you. Casey says, I feel like the Zimmer news is the first good news we've had since Wild Card Weekend. Players, families talking BS, coaches departing, the reality of some starters likely leaving. I'll take this news. I was telling both of you before we started uh, streaming right now that I'm a little bit more down on the Mike Zimmer thing than most people. Uh, but that's what we're here to discuss. So, Tony, the floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to hear why you're down on it because – I wouldn't say I'm down personally. I'm just like indifferent, right? Like I'm in this situation where I've kind of feel scorned, right? Like every move they make, I just don't have the the same colorful optimism I have, you know, most of the time. And 
I just really want to see the results. And I understand what Mike Zimmer's MO is, and he's the tough guy, and he's gonna and he's gonna put him in and whip him into shape, and you know, he's gonna do all these things to make sure that the discipline is there. And it sounds great and you know, in principle, it sounds awesome, but does it respond with this group of guys? Is there enough nucleus in the room to really make a, a big change with something like that? I know Dan Quinn was that guy who, who could give you tough love, and but at the same time, he was a you know a player's coach, and he got the backwards hat, and he wears the Jordans, and he's just a lovable guy. But but Mike Zimmer, like he's not going to be that, right? He's not going to be the dude that is going to be your best friend. And you know all this doesn't really equate to much on the field. If the product on the field is better, if they have, you know, they're cleaner in their in their pursuit of the football and how they attack defense, like it sounds great, but I really need to see it. And and when when you bring a, for lack of a better term, a guy who's been here like a retread, it doesn't really inspire too much confidence in me. And I, you know, I've said this a million times. If if I'm wrong and I should end up being happy about this, then I would gladly take that. But right now, I'm really kind of you know meh about it. Um, okay, so I've established that I'm negative, which is one end of the spectrum. I guess, Tony, you're saying you're right down the middle. Um, you're kind of meh. Uh, Danny, um, you very notably believed in Dan Quinn more than Mike McCarthy, more than anybody else. Um, I don't think we've had a roundtable since um, he officially left to join the commanders, but obviously that's a little bit of old news. But uh, nevertheless, um, are you meh? Are you negative? Are you positive? Where are you at as it relates to Mike Zimmer? Honestly, I think um... – you know, if you had to move on from Dan Quinn, which they did, um, I don't know that you they, can make they it. They didn't. To be, to be clear, he moved on. Just well, if right. Being matter of fact, correct. Just, yeah. Um, if we uh, if we had to not have Dan Quinn as our defensive coordinator, um, I honestly think the Cowboys made the best out of this situation. I don't know. I personally don't know if they could have made a, another choice that's going to serve them as well as this one. I, I I'm a fan of, of Mike Zimmer. I think uh, you know all the all the hype with the things that he does and how creative he is. How he really confuses the quarterback. You know, I think he's an experienced defensive coordinator. Um, and I, Tony, you know, talked about too. He, I mean, he is a no nonsense guy. They they, they are getting a, a real coach. I mean, this guy is going to be on those players all the time. The guy's never satisfied with anything, which is I think going to be different than what we see a lot of. Because I think that. You know, you know, Dan Quinn is, he's just seems more of a, a nice guy, more tolerant, you know, but um, Quinn is, or Zimmer's different, you know, and, and I think he's going to, he's going to expect more. The, the things that I'm worried about with Zimmer is that um, I don't know. And this is the issues with, with, with Quinn's defense too, is I don't think the Cowboys defense is, is as good as what they have played, which I, that's why I credit Quinn a lot and i think zimmer's going to walk into that and he's going to find some of these some of those things too uh so it's going to be interesting to see how he chooses to transform this defense because you know he he uses different personnel than what we've seen from you know what we saw last year from dan quinn we're gonna there's gonna be a lot of changes happening there uh and i don't know what that's gonna mean and it certainly could i expect some growing pains you know whenever you get a new defensive coordinator there's it's always just going to be a, a dice roll so it could be better you know it could be more of the same you know it could be worse and i have kind of just tempered my expectations to just kind of wait and see where this goes but i do think um having to choose someone i think they made the best choice i don't really know that not any of none of the other candidates uh, had any sort of appeal to me as much as as mike zimmer 
so I'm going to give my spiel, but I'm going to add the qualifier that I'm not above admitting that maybe my spiel is coming from a place of just being down. Maybe I'm, I'm in the sads. Maybe I'm, I'm just still, you know, devastated and demoralized. Maybe I'm in the process of coping and, and maybe come August, I'll have talked myself into this idea and we'll be tweeting out, you know, uh, things that correlate to things of the past and how Mike Zimmer is going to lead the Dallas Cowboys to the Super Bowl. But that's not where I'm at right now at the very least. Now, um, to kind of address several things here and also some some questions in the chat, Danny, you said, and I don't mean to like attack you, but you said of all the candidates they interviewed, I do think the Cowboys were very wise about setting this up to where Mike Zimmer was the best option. But, I mean, are we celebrating that they interviewed Ron Rivera and that they were connected to Rex Ryan uh, I know we were all chatting about that in the BTB Slack. Like, you know, it, it was not hard for Mike Zimmer to, to be the best available candidate of the people they chose to interview. Um, so, I mean, I, I would, I'm, I don't mean this to you, Danny, but spare me that that explanation, right? Like, oh, he's the best candidate. They chose not to interview what what, what I would think to at least be interesting candidates. Um, along those lines, uh, Casey says, I'll ask this follow-up then, Archie, if, Zimmer, if not Zimmer, who was your horse? Uh, not being snarky, haha, I'm genuinely, genuinely curious. My thought process on this whole thing and the verbiage I've kind of landed on is I'm not even necessarily mad about Mike Zimmer. I'm just mad about how we got here. And I'm, I'm mad about the process. I'm mad that Ron Rivera was the first external candidate considered and that Mike Zimmer was the second external candidate considered, like immediately. I mean, I'm not necessarily advocating for him, but the name that kept coming to the top of my mind was why, why did they not have a conversation with Brandon Staley? Just again, in the interest of, of, turning over every stone in the interest of looking at everything. The team who waxed them in the playoffs interviewed Brandon Staley, obviously, and it didn't work out and that's okay. And if they had completed an exhaustive search and they had looked, you know, throughout every crevice and corner that they possibly could and come to the conclusion that they liked Mike Zimmer the best, then, Hey, I can totally have my peace with that, but it feels like they just fired up the Rolodex and hit up a buddy who they've known for a long time and it worked for him. It worked for them. And it was the path of least resistance. And that may not be the case. That may be an unfair judgment, but I don't necessarily, think that they have the benefit of the doubt when it comes to things like this especially with the circus in terms of how this all unfolded over the course of the last week tony on thursday night as the cowboys got skunked at nfl honors they took the headlines from everybody by the report that they were set to hire mike zimmer and then that was quickly diffused by it not being official but they rode the wave of all the attention and headlines and blogs and things that we created among many other people the situation and the narrative and the headline hung in the balance of Super Bowl weekend. And on ESPN Sunday NFL Countdown, despite the fact that the World Championship was going to be played later that day, Rex Ryan is having to explain why he's interested in the job. Again, creating energy and narrative and headlines around a team that was bounced over a month ago at this point in time. And then it sat and it percolated on the Monday after the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl and Rex Ryan's name popped back up. Rex Ryan, an ESPN employee, connected to this whole position and this whole ordeal by an ESPN employee and Adam Schefter on an ESPN production in the Pat McAfee show. It's just so hard, Tony, to take seriously. And I recognize that I'm making several assumptions um, and, and jumping to some conclusions with the emotions that I'm feeling, but it all doesn't feel, it all feels too powerful to be coincidental in that sense. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about assumptions, let me add one more to it. I feel, and you might have already been saying this in a roundabout way, but it just feels like Zimmer was their guy, and the rest of it was just going through the motions and yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? And it's tough to 
and Mike Zimmer might be great. Like we've already acknowledged the fact that this could all work out and me and you could have the, be on the wrong side of history on this. And that's totally fine. Cause ultimately we all we want is the Cowboys to win. But at the same time, it's like you hear Mike McCarthy, as soon as they lose, as soon as like call Mike Zimmer, I need to get him in the building. And Jerry Jones, like Mike Zimmer, like, yeah, that's my guy. You know what I mean? He's, <laughs> he's still got a house in Dallas. Like, and we kept hearing that, like he's ready to go and he's studying analytics. We got almost the same spiel that Mike McCarthy gave everybody. I was in a barn watching film, working with, you know, X, Y, and Z company trying to put together analytics. So it's, it's just, it blows my mind because it, it, and you had mentioned this and we had gone back and forth about it in the slack about like the fluff of the Cowboys. And you're right. The, the power of the Cowboys is so powerful that we got like Mike Zimmer, like on the edge of our seat, like Mike Zimmer of all names is, is really like dominating the wavelengths of like of radio and TV. And I'm like, man, the Cowboys, like anything they do is just turns the gold. But yeah, I mean, the search felt very disingenuous in my opinion. Danny, I would also offer, um, because I agree with Tony, obviously, and this is a separate issue. And I would not put you, Danny, in the camp of of the Cowboys fan, generally speaking, that gets really emotional and makes really emotional decisions. But you obviously have a, a strong pulse of how Cowboys fans feel. And a month ago, right, I think we would all agree that every Cowboys fan had a pitchfork, had it was was double fisting pitchforks, right? Like we're coming for everybody, we're never trusting this team, everything they do is stupid. And in less than a month, I mean, the, all it took was the, the Cowboys giving them one name in Mike Zimmer, and all these same people are falling over themselves like, no, man, Mike Zimmer is amazing. You're, and th these are, are tweets that I'm getting, like, you're just hating. And it's like, what on earth have they done? And I'll, I'll use the phrase again, Dave, to earn the benefit of the doubt here. I mean, it, it does feel very similar to Mike McCarthy. And that's hard for me to admit because I've backed Mike a lot. But to just pluck him out immediately and even if the instinct is correct to not cross-reference it by checking or interviewing so many other people to just go with the gut instinct in the first five minutes after Dan Crank took the Washington job feels reckless and irresponsible um you know I, I'm not I'm not having the same feels you have RJ uh wow I know wow. that I uh Here's the thing. There's so much you talked about. I don't have. So I have so many thoughts on everything. But we're here for you know, fifty I, or so I, more minutes. You got. I want to say uh, first off, I want to say that when when Dan Quinn was hired, I don't remember like an extensive search gone out. So I feel like the Cowboys. I think Mike Zimmer is actually. I don't want to like overhype this because I'm not like super, you know, jacked about this. But. Um, I think that when he's available and, and I think he, he was easily going to be their guy. And honestly, I think a lot of Cowboy fans, if you're, we've been wanting Zimmer for a while. We wanted him as our head coach at times, you know, I mean, now if we get, yeah, him, cause we're cyclical masochists. That's all like, these, these are the same people who want Jason Witten to be tight ends coach and Sean Lee to be the linebackers coach and Tony Romo to leave the booth, to be the offensive coordinator. I think it's fair to say, though, that Zimmer is a good defensive coach, and um, he's got a, a long history of it. And I, I think that you know the Cowboys know that, and they that they they found their guy. And honestly, I actually think that they they were they were looking. I mean, the fact that we were hearing about Rex Ryan is like they're they're looking at all. They're not acting in haste. They're they're making sure they're making the right decision, and all these other coaches and. Ron Rivera is a fine candidate to bring in as a defensive coordinator. Oh, damn it. As a defensive coordinator. I mean, these guys, these guys are good defensive coaches, RJ. I mean, 
Um, I mean, everyone looks about looks at what their history is with head coaches, and that's why people were like down on Dan Quinn. But I mean, look what he did as a defensive coordinator. And I I think people are just they're too emotional, and um, a lot of people are are and you, you know you from this group are just like through you know just ready to push Dan Quinn off the cliff because of just the, what's <laughs> happened recently. Um, but and I think that people so so now they're just welcoming someone like Zimmer, you know, with open arms because. Uh, he's a he's a really good defensive coordinator, and th- he's the one guy that gives the Cowboys a chance to actually be better. I'm a Dan Quinn guy, and I'm sitting here saying that he gives the Cowboys defense a chance to actually be better. And uh, I, I think it's a good hire. And I think the Cowboys, regardless of what went on with in the media and all that hoopla, I don't think it matters. I think they made the right choice. That's all that matters. You, they're going to be able to come in there and with a, an offense that's already good, uh, and they're going to be able to compete this year. And that that. Makes me happy. Um, question for Danny, because and then you can answer this, Tony. But um, do you believe? Do you? I was going to say buy and believe at the same time. Do you believe or buy into the sequence of motions last week that we that I laid out at least to be purely coincidental? Then the the way that this whole story unfolded, the manner in which it did, that it hung on oh, the balance yeah. over Super Bowl weekend. I mean, or or do you believe that there's some you know no. Dallas Cowboying to what happened with this whole thing? No, I think the only Dallas, yeah, the only Dallas Cowboying is just the way they do business. I don't think there there's any timing. I don't think Jerry's looking for any extra attention. He gets enough attention anyway. I don't think there's any sort of type of sequencing was trying to like, hey, let's steal the thunder of the Super Bowl or, so you, or anything. You don't- I I thought you were agreeing at first, but so you're saying you're put you don't agree that it was like masterfully executed. No, they, you, okay, I got you. No. Not at all, Tony. Yeah, I, I I know we had talked about we had dis- disagreed on this, but I, I almost feel like we give Jerry too much credit in the sense that like watch him pull the puppet strings all weekend, where you know the Cowboys aren't in this game for almost thirty years, but he's the number one topic, and it's around Mike Zimmer and it's Rex Ryan defending his honor on TV. I just I feel like um, I I don't know. No, I don't think so. I don't think it's that like. I don't think it was that masterfully played. I think they just got lucky and, you know, they they hit another jackpot on a weekend's worth of ratings. Um, Rick Ursolini notes, I says, I listen to a lot of insiders, Cowboys reporters, and outside liking Zimmer, including former players. Uh, and again, I'm not above admitting, kind of like you said, Tony, that this, this might work out. I maintain that the process was at the very least born out of some sort of nepotism. I think that that's fair or favoritism, whatever you want to call it. They, they did not perform an exhaustive search. Although, to your point, Danny, they did not do that with Dan Quinn. They did not do that with Mike McCarthy. But you would think that they would have learned their lesson, you know, at some point along the way here that maybe, you know, your gut instinct is not the right way to rock. Is that not fair, Danny? I, I mean, I think they got their guide. I, 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 I don't agree that they didn't do a search. I mean, it, I think there was candidates in – I think they went through the process. We've been waiting for the hire for a while now, and it's taken this long to to finally happen. So, I mean, I don't know what happened be, behind the scenes, but I feel like the Cowboys did did fine. I mean, they I think I think they got the right person, and I think that they, you know, did their due diligence because it's taken us until now to, for them to hire him. Tony, if you have to pick a side that they did due diligence or they did not, what would it be? I mean, from what I saw, and I could be misquoting this, and if I am, please correct me. 
it sounded like they waited for Dan Quinn to make his decision. And then as soon as he did, Mike McCarthy picked up the phone and the first person he called was Mike Zimmer. So as far as I'm concerned, that doesn't seem exhaustive in my opinion. And and I want to actually ask a question to you guys if I can here. If Dan Quinn didn't take as long as he did to get the Washington job, do you think they might have gone somewhere else when there were other available options? Like, was Mike Zimmer the best of what was available, or do you think he was the best for what they were looking to do? And I don't know if that question is completely or answer is completely clear. I personally think that this that he's the best choice. Period. If if Dan Quinn would have took the job the day after the, the Cowboys were done, I don't know. I can't think of another defensive coach that I would prefer to have uh, right now. Um, so no, that to me, I think they got the right guy and I don't think it matters. The, the, the only thing that happened with Quinn, the only thing that we're not talking about is that Quinn would still be here if he didn't take it. I mean, and they would choose Quinn over Zimmer. Um, so that's the, the only thing, but I think Zimmer is the next best option in my personal opinion. I mean, if you guys have other options out there that you think we missed out on, I mean, what, what are they? I, I, well, I, I mentioned I would have liked to have seen them interview, you know, this isn't, you know, I'm I, just from somebody from a different era. I mean, that's why I meant Brandon Staley represents a, a different generation of NFL minds. I mean, then, you know, the people they, I mean, the, the main candidates who they were connected to because they didn't seemingly really perform an internal search were, again, the, the primary ones were Zimmer, Ron Rivera, and Rex Ryan. Those are all cut from the same cloth of time in, in the NFL. And so I'm not saying that that you know, disqualifies them or, or holds them back or inhibits them in any way, but it would have been nice. It would have been nice to have seen them you know, touch every you know, corner of the room, and it didn't feel like they did that. Yeah, I mean, there seems to be like the sent sentiment that the new young coaches, right? That now it hasn't been perfect, right? There's been young coaches that have come in and you thought they were going to be a genius or change the game and they just hadn't pan out. But you almost see like the evolution of the game go younger, youthful, different thoughts, different viewpoints, different, you know, experiences. And the Cowboys just never seem to be the team that is on the forefront of some of that. They want to stay in their comfort zone. They want to stay with guys who have done it before, guys with a resume. They wouldn't – it doesn't seem like they would go out on a limb to give a guy a first or a second shot to prove himself. Um, I want to say that I think it it depends on whether you're talking about offense or defense because the young – all these young minds – they're all on offense, and the Cowboys have, and it was Kellen Moore. But everybody else is—it's the, the experienced, seasoned, older guys that are dominating the league, and who's defensive coordinator? I mean, like the Eagles got Fangio. I mean, all the you just there's down the list. All these guys are just very experienced. So there's kind of a different philosophy, and and they want the the sharp new minds, the innovative offenses, but then they have to have the those those experienced defensive coaches to be able to stop those things. So. That's, I mean, I feel, I just feel like if you want to talk about young and, and old, I think it's, it, you almost have to divide it offense and defense because it's, it's just, it's different. I think there's an example that fits every mold in that sense. I mean, you know, like I would offer Aaron and Glenn isn't, you know, incredibly old, you know, and he's kind of valued as a defensive mind. But I think the, the poster boy to like to counter your point is D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans is incredibly, and granted he's a head coach, but I mean, he's incredibly young. Um, so he, he's from that same kind of generation. Raheem Morris, it depends how you qualify him. He's obviously got now got experience on both sides of the ball. Um, so you could, you could point to them as, as, you know, young archetypes that, that fit, you know, having defensive experience. And you could have certainly acknowledged Brandon Staley. You could say Jonathan Gannon, if you, if you want to use that as an example, I, or you could look at Mike, you could look at at Mike McDonald, obviously now in Seattle, like there are young defensive. There are, yes. You're, you're listing all of them. 
no, I'm just saying, like, you know, it's not just, you know, Vic Fangio and, you know, a bunch of right. elder gentlemen. That's all. I mean, there are examples. Is, is my, it, and, and so it would have been nice to have seen that explored. And along those lines, you know, Seattle, just, you know, for conversation's sake, they chose not to go with Dan Quinn. They chose the young defensive archetype and Mike McDonald, granted, for the head coach position. And that's a, and there's different criteria that goes into that. But I do think that that's, interesting in this overall conversation i'd also think this is an interesting question or a point from ed tony he says the cowboys should have parted ways with quinn before he left why sacrifice your chances now i also i'm not i'm obviously kind of killing the cowboys tony i don't believe that they just like did nothing until dan quinn you know formally took the job with washington but this is a fair point like if you knew that you were maybe going to have to move on why not just pull the ripcord yourself yeah i mean i understand that point but maybe i'll get brownie points with danny here I wasn't even necessarily on the camp of getting rid of Dan Quinn. I I, I like Good the value. You, Tony. Good for you. <laughs> I like the value. I see the value in continuity. I mean, he's drafting his guys. These he's he's bringing his own ingredients to the table that I wanted to see come to fruition a year or two down the road. Like there's guys like Eric Scott Jr. and and Wanya Thomas and some of these, you know, Marquise Bell. Like how are they going to be deployed by Mike Zimmer? Because Marquise Bell is probably not going to be a linebacker in a Mike Zimmer defense. Nope. Like it's just not going to happen. Strong so. safety. Right. And so now we got a, a logjam of young safeties that we were excited to see Dan Quinn use in a variety of different ways. Israel Mukuamu, like there's so many pieces that I wanted to see Dan Quinn put his masterpiece together. So I wasn't necessarily in the camp of get rid of Dan Quinn. But yeah, if, if you knew that something had to be changed, they should have done it quickly. But I don't think the Cowboys were ready to do that. I think they were cool with keeping Dan Quinn. And when he decided to leave, they said, OK, now we're going to get the next best thing, which in their mind was Mike Zimmer. Danny, I'd like to set you up with this point or whatever you want to call this. So it's been a long, what, three weeks or what, two weeks since Dan Quinn formally left and this this search has technically been underway. The most common response I got when I would tweet about how, you know, silly this whole process was and how the candidates they were interviewing were lame in my professional estimation uh, was, well, you know, th- what do you expect? Mike McCarthy's in a lame duck here. And I'm fully willing to acknowledge that that has obviously contaminated the the searchability or the viability of the role. Like I, I'm nobody like who who could refute that at this point in time. My my counter to that is like they don't get to use that as an excuse, Danny. Like they they created that situation, they created this tension, and I'm not advocating certainly at this point to give Mike McCarthy an extension. But why not? It's I mean it's just money, you know. If you want to fire him at the end of this year, it's just money, and you therefore remove this weird you know kind of awkwardness, this awkward air that everyone seemingly has because they don't know if they can sign up for a ride that may be over a year from now. So they do not get to use that as an excuse in my mind, Danny. I think that that at the very least is fair. Yeah, I don't, it is, but I don't, I don't know that it even matters. I mean, cause it's, I mean, McCarthy is, he's coaching for his Cowboys livelihood this season. I mean, we all know that. Um, and of course I think that we can safely say now that there is doubt about whether he's the guy, at least the Joneses have, you know, feel that way because he's not extended and i think there's a lot of there's a a lot of questions with this cowboys team and it it goes beyond coaching too and honestly it falls even on the lap of of the quarterback there's a lot of things that people just aren't quite sure about so it's kind of an interesting year off season we're going to be in because we don't really know what's going to happen that's why i think that when you look at choices and stuff because you know who's going to join a staff that could just be completely remodeled the following year so but Zimmer might because he might be the next guy that takes over the you know head coaching job and I would so, hate that so much. That would that would feel like such a failure, Danny, if Mike Zimmer is the head coach of this team next year. 
Yeah, I mean, you may feel that way, but I mean, I feel like when you when when people get the right groceries, good coaches have the right groceries, they can be successful. Dan Quinn can, you know, he we saw it in Seattle, and Zimmer can too. Um, when he's had good, you know, he's developed good players in, in both Cincy and and Minnesota, and I, I I think that's what that's why Quinn looked a lot better going from Atlanta. His his defense in Dallas was a lot better. Because of Atlanta, I don't think that he had enough good groceries. So give Zimmer these team, these players. Give him Micah and Diggs, you know, and and some of these young players, and let him let him find the other pieces and see what he can do. And I I think that you might be surprised that he can do a, a good job. So that to me, I feel like you know, and it goes back to Tony was saying, it's like you know, gotta wait and see. And I think that's a that's absolutely true because we really don't know. But I don't know. I, I don't think we should be drawing any strong, you know. Um, opinions about about this right now yeah i mean at the end of the day like you're right there's a lot of body of work that is going to be you know it's going to have to be sorted out like I, I think mike zimmer has earned you know stripes in this league obviously with his pedigree and what he's been able to do with defenses and some of the guys and the talent like i mean this is a guy who you know deployed anthony barr and and in his uh prime and guys like um you know harrison smith so there, there's obviously encouraging things to be excited about the mike zimmer hire but at the end of the day it's you know how does it come to fruition this year like do do our expectations and i guess i'm thinking out loud here is do our expectations change for this team moving forward like do we expect this team to still be a 12-win team competing for a super bowl like how does this everything kind of work out and you know what is the defense going to look like now with some of these pieces i mentioned before so um, I'm interested to see just kind of how it unfolds. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so uh, where we're at from a score standpoint, by the way, we haven't checked in yet. Danny, you are in the lead in this head-to-head matchup. 37 I didn't even realize you're scoring. You know, that's really Just, embarrassing. We're halfway through. you get first score it's, it's the blog on the boys' roundtable. You, Tony, you picked up five points. I mean, like, what, what on earth, Danny? Anyway, so, yeah. Uh, that's where we're at from a scoring standpoint. Um, six Hustle says Zimmer's just another retread. Um, again, it's kind of how I feel. That's, that's a little bit more dramatic than I'm willing to be about it. But um, there was a comment here from Casey. Uh, shout out to you, Casey. He says, Seattle also perched dirty. Not that Zimmer would have retained him, but still sad to see him go. Now, this is interesting. Now, we're about to play something. I haven't watched this yet myself, but I got an alert from uh, the Cowboys subreddit. So shout out to those of you who peruse there. Uh, the best subreddit, obviously, across all of Reddit. Did either of you watch today's episode of Talking Cowboys by chance? Danny or, or Tony? No. no, no. Okay. Well, you know, 
I hope that you know they don't take offense. The mothership does fantastic work. You guys had some, you know, had stuff going on, you know, whatever. You're busy people. Anyway, so this is Nick Harris of DallasCowboys.com, friend of Blog of the Boys. And here is Nick talking about allegedly, according to the written caption that I just saw right now, uh, that it came down to Mike Zimmer or Coach Jerry. Uh, if, <laughs> if it had to be down to the last two coaches, who was it? If it came down to the last two, who were the last two? Mike candidates? Zimmer and Aiden Dirty. Yeah, I think it was Dirty. Aiden Dirty, yes. I can say that confidently. Yeah, Aiden Dirty made a big impression during his interviews. Um, and I mean, he was on the edge for the Seahawks DC position, and you see how quick that developed as soon as Mike Zimmer was announced on Thursday night. I mean, we were talking Friday morning, eleven a.m. Mm-hmm. Seahawks DC is when he was getting announced. That's still not finalized, so um, you know, kind of wait on that the, for this week. But I, I, Aiden Dirty impressed a lot of people in the That's interviews, and it, it seems like he has a lot to bring from a scheme standpoint as well. So. Um, so if that's the case, Danny, you can go first here. Would you have chosen Mike Zimmer over Aiden if it were up to you? If those are truly the, yeah. the final two choices. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing too. I'll, full dis- disclosure is when it comes to some of these other position coaches, I don't really have a lot to stand on and having an opinion because obviously I think uh, he's done a great job with the Cowboys defensive line, but I can't. It's hard for me to say really like how much of that is him and how much of that is how Harris and the coverage and other things going on too. So it's really hard for me to even, even have an opinion, but I, I mean, Zimmer has a good track record and a, a strong track record with multiple teams, including our own. Um, so uh, to me, Zimmer is the easier choice for me, but that's not to say that dirty is, is not, doesn't end up being one of those young coaches that end up defensive coordinators that end up um, having you mean- success. You mean like Mike Zimmer was? Like, <laughs> like, Mike Zimmer, like yeah. yeah, I mean, like, uh, that's some some incredible irony. Tony, um, presuming those were the final two choices for the Cowboys, what would you have done? I mean, I would obviously, I, I assume they did have real thought about Aiden Dirty here. And, like, I, that's something that you look at the, what is it, the one in the hand versus two in the bush, right? The possibility of what Aiden Dirty can be, the respect within that room, the possibility of, what he could be as a defensive coordinator is still unwritten. So you always get that little bit of, if you trust this young coach, you trust this guy who's earned the stripes in the room already with these guys, they know him. Like there's some, there's some value in that to see. Right. And I think that's not Cowboys esque. Like I said, like the only person that I feel like was like a baby bird handed was like Kellen Moore. Right. And that was the one guy who felt like this is our guy. We're going to nurture him. And you know, Jason Garrett, maybe too, but defensively it just felt like, Aiden Dirty would have been an intriguing option, and I think they went with the safer of the two, Mike Zimmer. You know what Mike Zimmer is. You know what he's been, what he's done. So um, what I would have done is I would have taken a serious look at Dirty, but I think ultimately what the Cowboys do is you know what they did, and I don't think it's a far-fetched uh, assumption. I hate that I feel this way, but I think if I think you have to leave the choice up to Mike McCarthy. That's the most fair thing to do, right? Like if you said it, Danny, if he's coaching for his, I wouldn't even say Cowboys life, like he's coaching for his head coaching life in the NFL. And if I were Mike McCarthy and I, that were the scenario I, I was entering here, I would rather have Mike Zimmer, even if he's been out of the NFL for a couple of years. It's just, it's such a roll of the dice to, to trust Aiden Dirty when he's never done that before. You're, you don't have the, the, you know, ability to trust that right now. And, you know, I don't know if you're going to say this Danny, but like he, he kind of presents a threat. Like he kind of presents somebody who is young, who could be viewed as, you know, the next head coach. Like 
you know, Mike Zimmer might be the head coach of the Cowboys in 2025, but he's he's not, you know, on Mike McCarthy's heels from like an age standpoint. You know what I'm saying? He's not the young, you know, D'Amico Ryan's archetype that we talked about a moment ago. Aiden Dirty falls much closer to that archetype. Sure. I mean, he could be it could be similar to like Kellen Moore if uh you know if he has success. And uh I, I want to make one another point too. You talk about like Mike McCarthy making a good choice too. If you want to look at the Cowboys' best chance, you know, go for this season. You know, and, and how they can improve the defense the most. The the things that did, that Mike Zimmer does well is what the Cowboys are lacking the most. And I think that this is where it could really help him bringing him in. It's I mean we know he's a defensive backs ace, and I think the Cowboys, you know, we 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 kind of overhype their secondary because of all the big, you know, all the pick sixes and everything that happens and all the picks stuff. But I do think the Cowboys need to get better in coverage, uh, especially when you're talking about the safeties. I think there's they're they're just not very strong in the area, and he's he can fix that. Also, uh, Zimmer values for stopping the run. It's something that that he's been, you know, makes up a point of emphasis to do. And the Cowboys have just never been good at doing that. So I do think that the things that Zimmer does well, the influence it has, has a, a, a good chance to help this defense fix some of their deficiencies that have been really uh, hindering them for for years. Tony, maybe I'm just too jaded, but I just. And I'm, I don't I don't mean to present your point or your stance as this, Danny, but Tony, I just have a hard time believing that, like, you know, the Sorcerer Stone has just been sitting right there, you know, right, right there. And, and the Cowboys just needed to to look one direction and they found it. And and now, you know, they've solved every, the, the It was literally hiding in plain sight, this magical solution that they needed to ultimately turn the corner. It, I mean, I think the overwhelming likelihood is, is that this was actually in in all likelihood maybe just them hiring a buddy and it flaming out as opposed to like being the savior move that the franchise so desperately needed. I think you really honestly hit the, how I feel like on the head, like if if this move is good, sure, it's fine. But like, we don't know that yet. And and we're not going to, I can't sit here and pretend it's the, it's the chess piece move that the Cowboys been, you know, waiting. I know this fan base and I, I love them for it. They get excited for everything. Everything's the, you know, championship move and everyone's a, you know, an all-star pro bowl or whatever. It, so yeah, like this could very well just be a ho-hum move, but like, I don't want to sit here and pretend that it's like this great thing. And if it is again, I would love to be wrong. Like I, I embrace being wrong. It just, Mike Zimmer can come in here and we could be top five and run defense and Al Harris could have this defense balling. And then I'll look back here in, you know, October when they're seven and, you know, seven and one or whatever. And I'm like, man, I was wrong. I'm stupid. Play it back. And I would love that to happen. But I can't just sit here and sell the Kool-Aid right now. I just can't do it. I don't have it in me. Do you think it's Kool-Aid, Danny? Or do you think it's real? No, I mean, I'm not. I don't think it's like delicious Kool Aid. I think it's <laughs> it's something that we can stomach, and I think it's probably the healthiest for us as as far as the choices. It's Capri Sun. So it's, I don't I don't know what you want to call it, but I just think that I don't know. I mean, we're just we're so down, and we're just everyone's emotional right now. But I, I feel like everyone just got, we got we need to temper our expectations, and and things could could not be good for us. Our defense could go worse. I mean, Dan Quinn, believe it or not, had the the, the team playing really well a lot of the times. So it, it, it may not even be at that level, but but it also maybe it's more consistent. And you know, maybe and this I do expect to happen. The penalties, they're they're gonna go, they're gonna drop. Zimber's gonna get control of that because he has a history of the he does not his guys don't jump off sides. So I mean, so there will be a lot more discipline that goes on with the team and the defense. And I think that's gonna be a, a help. Um but 
I just think of everybody just kind of kind of brings back their expectations just and just see what happens. Um, I think that's the best course for us. I don't no one should be super excited about this and no, but I don't think people should be upset about it either because this is the best choice to keep this Cowboys team a chance of going 12 and five, a chance, another shot to lose in the first round of the playoffs, you know, a chance or, or whatever we do, you know, it's, <laughs> this is, this is the best. I think this is the best play. You always got to go with your best play. And I think this is, this is it for Dallas. I I'm fully able to acknowledge that it, it might be the best play, but it feels like, you know, our, our hand, you know, we got, you know, 10 to, you know what I mean? That, that was our starting hand. It's like, well, this is technically the, the, the best play. You know what I mean? But like, you know, the cards still stink. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's, you know, multiple things can be true in that sense. And um, it is kind of, I feel a little bit twilight zone here that Danny, you are like so desperately telling yeah, Tony and I is to weird. Be, be positive, be positive, just believe, just trust them. Um, you know, believe in us as Mike McCarthy so beautifully said uh, a month ago. Uh, but Tony, I, so to address my own point from a little while ago, I think the reason so many Cowboys fans have already walked back their anger is because it is more preferable to enjoy this. It is more preferable. It is more fun to believe that it is actually going to work out um, because who just wants to, you know, feel doom and gloom all the time um, who, who, who wants to kind of live that way. Um but that being said, like, it, I don't know. I mean, when you couple that with we already we talked somebody had the, the comment earlier, the family BS. We heard Micah and CD talk last week. I mean, it just feels like it would not hurt the Cowboys for I knew kind of had a tweet like this last week. It would not hurt the Cowboys for there to be no news about them for a little while. I think that would do everyone well in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think it's not the Cowboys way, right? It's not the Cowboy way, but you're right. I think a little bit of normalcy, a little bit of calmness. I, I just, my whole mantra right now, and you know, it's a shame on me that I hadn't really had this point of view before, but I, I just want to be shown it. I don't want to be told it. Like I'm just at the point now where like Mike Zimmer could be the greatest coach in the league. Awesome. Let's, let's go see it first. You know, let's Michael Parsons is going to make a massive impact. Great. You know, and we're going to make it past the, the championship or the divisional round. Cool. Do it. Like, I'm just, I, I, they've lost the benefit of the doubt to me, right? Like every year for the last three years, I've said, this is their best chance. This is their best chance. And I truly believed it this year. I think a lot of people did. And it just, when you're scorned and, but to the, to the positivity, you're right though. When, when the 49ers lose in the Super Bowl, when the Eagles have a collapse of epic proportions, the end of the year, having positivity around your team is a little easier to swallow and you're like all right Zimmer is gonna come in and everyone else around us that we don't like didn't end up panning out either so I think it just kind of set the the record and wiped the slate clean a little bit Danny lonely cat man says dipping my tongue in the kool-aid because I'm a fan with no choice and I think that that kind of summarizes the point that we're talking about this is my last negative take um you mentioned discipline and penalties things like that not you Danny but the general you can miss me with all these hype videos of Zimmer yelling at players, I, I'm just, I'm not going to fall for that. I'm not going to act like that is, you know, you know, th he's just going to come in and cuss out, you know, everybody for three weeks out in Oxnard this summer. Like I just, I have a hard time getting, getting super pumped about that. And I don't know if, if you're, you know, if that's what you're aching to see. I mean, I just, I, I, I just don't believe that that's the missing ingredient is all, even if it is who Mike Zimmer still is. It is the missing ingredient. And it's not the yelling and the screaming that's the missing ingredient. It's the accountability. And, you know, I remember reading something, I think the mothership had it, where uh, 
Darren Woodson was talking about his, you know, when um, oh that was that was Todd Archer today where uh, where Zimmer broke down his like worst plays or whatever. Yeah, happened. yeah, and yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, these are these are coaches that and and Jason Garrett even talked about when he was a backup too. It's like coaches that are on them. They don't want to hear. They don't want the rah rahs and you're doing a good job. And they, you know, it's coaches that you know that you're you're constantly feeling pressure for them because you need to get better. These are the coaches that have success in the league, and so I do want that because I'm sick of the the. The ongoing penalties and the and the repeats and it's the same old same old. It's like is anybody getting through to these players? Is there any accountability? You know, they're just back out there jumping off sides again. You got Micah Parsons doing. It. You got, I mean, Dante Fout. Veterans are just doing it, and it, it's it's so infuriating because it's hurtful to the team. It's giving teams more chances. I just don't like it. I, I do think that you need those kind of coaches, and I'm not saying that that's that's the way to do it. And, he, and this is what kind of the fallout with Minnesota and, you know, cause he did kind of create kind of like a, a fear, you know, uh, everybody is just scared and walking around and, but I, I do think that there is a value to that. And I think the Cowboys are, are severely lacking that they need more accountability. They just, they need more discipline. And to me, I feel like that is going to help them. Um, but I mean, we all know that Jimmy, it was very effective for Jimmy Johnson. You know, if you get your, if you get people actually worried about, are they going to be playing? Are they going to be snaps removed? Or, or you know, and if you're going to have a coach in your ear all the time, that will motivate you. And I do think um, Zimmer is very effective at it, and I think it, it would help this team. Tony, are you buying this cheese? That Zimmer's, Zimmer's just going to be this hard ass that comes in and fixes it? Again, not, not overgeneralizing your point, Danny. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I kind of brought this point up to, to Aiden on the First and Ten podcast where I understand the value of that. Like, I'm not an old guy, but, like, in NFL years, being over 30, like, I feel like I'm over the hill. So when I look at the perspective of some of the guys my age, I think that they'll respond well to it. Like, I could see, you know, older generation guys, like, loving the tough love and understanding the value of it and what that looks like. Where I get nervous is probably these younger dudes who are used to Dan Quinn, like I said earlier, got the Jordans on, he's dapping you up, and you probably got a handshake with them. Mike Zimmer is going to come in and be like, Here's here's eleven plays that you messed up on and why we lost. Like it's just it's it's just I don't know how these kids and I say kids on purpose are gonna respond sometimes, right? These twenty somethings who who never got like the tough coaching because they've been recruited because they're five stars and then they get told they're amazing in college and then they get an NIL that's worth millions and now they're in the NFL and and Mike Zimmer is gonna be like I don't care about any of that like and I just don't know like I. The, the the bloviating of of tough love and, and and aggressive words and stuff i know some people can get turned off by that and i don't know if this team i guess we'll find out fairly quickly is made for that like you know how is somebody going to respond the first time mike zimmer gets in them and you know and it, it, dan quinn you know he's tough but is he mike zimmer tough i don't think anybody would think that's the same thing no do you do you guys remember the behind the scenes we got in the first preseason game of Micah Parsons and his career there was like a 30 second phone conversation yeah. between him and Quinn and he's trying to talk himself back in the game and Quinn's just like no buddy you know you know sorry you know and it was <laughs> it just would not stop he would he was just really trying to I mean that would not happen Zimmer would be like no and that's the end of that and then there we go it's but they can kind of see the the different in styles and Quinn's trying to just he just approaches it a little differently. And I don't know. I just, I don't like that. I want you, you need to go out. A coach needs to have control. They need to have order. They need to have the guys towing the line and doing the things they're supposed to do. And I do think the Cowboys are lacking that. And and I just feel like 
that kind of culture could be a benefit for the Cowboys. Tony, you raised your hand. I don't know if you wanted to speak or not. Yeah, it was. I was kind of just going to really reiterate what he said. So I don't really have more to add, but um, hit it on the head. I mean, I guess I, I just, you know, again, I, I feel really bad that I feel so bad about this. I mean, I would love to. I would love a sip of the Kool Aid. You know what I mean? I'm just. I I'm still good. didn't hear who you even want. I mean, you just mentioned I, they just want. Didn't no, want to I, ask I, I did. My my problem was the process. I, I I very clearly laid that out and how how can you not have a conversation with the other side of the room and touch all the corners? That was my whole disposition because you've you made that mistake with Mike McCarthy and now look at where that's gotten you. I mean, so you you cannot. I'm sorry, you've got to do more work. Like you, you've got to do more work than than making one phone call, which is kind of what they did here, and so. I mean, I will say, though, you made me feel better, Danny. So, you know, good for you in that capacity. Well, it's only short-lived because, I, you know, I, I know you, you you fell out of love with Dan Quinn. So, I mean, don't I don't want to hear anything about when Mike Zimmer doesn't work out. Because- uh, well, look, I just find it amazing, again, how quickly all these people who said, I'm done with this team, are just back, man. And they are fighting to the death for Mike Zimmer. And I, That's what yeah, we do. I know. I mean, look, we're we're so turned upside down that old man Tony is complaining about NIL and using words like bloviate. I mean, so, you know, who who knows what our future has in store when this is where things are at in the middle of February. Um, this is where the score is at right now. Danny, you have a one point lead over Tony. It is now time for the essay portion, the final portion of the night. We I have been very, very, very negative tonight. So the floor is yours. You could take this any direction you want. It can be as ambiguous or as specific as you would like. Um, Tony, you're you're trailing, so you get to go first. One positive thing about the Dallas Cowboys. Go. The positive thing to me is probably not so much a positive for other people. I talked about earlier how I like the idea of keeping Dan Quinn because I like continuity. So when I flip to the other side, I appreciate that that offensive nucleus is still together, that Mike McCarthy – taking the result of what the wild card round looked like away from it and just looking at the body of work in totality, Dak Prescott had the best statistical season of his career, right? The offense was really tailored around him and everything looked to be working in unison. And and you feel really good about the offensive production, especially post after the first like six weeks of the season. Now, again, this is a results-based industry, so people probably roll their eyes and give me negative points in the chat. Totally fine. But where I'm positive in is with all of the turmoil and changes that are expected on defense, you know, there's going to be different draft styles. There's going to be different coaching styles. We're going to, there's going to be emphasis on different things. I like the idea that at times more so than not, the strength of this team looked to be the offense, right? There were so many times where this offense would get clicking and get going. I like the fact that they're still there those guys that we can feel good about. I know some people have soured on the entire operation over there. I'm not one of those people. I'm not going to just you know throw it all away because of one game. I think there's a ton of factors that go into winning playoff games. There's a ton of factors that go into winning Super Bowls. Um, and I'm not ready to just toss everything out because of a bad end result here. Okay. Danny, the floor is yours. Yeah. I mean, that's this is a good football team. I mean, the Cowboys have a lot of talent. Well, you know, all the pro bowlers. Um, they're going to keep be able to keep a great majority of this, and they, they do a very good job of sustaining that. This is the the part that we don't like about this organization is we never we never go all in for one season. So 
But the good part of that is you're you're sitting in, in good shape for the next season, and this is a good team. And I think that the chances of the Cowboys making the playoffs again is high. I, there's a lot of chaos going on in our division. We don't know what to expect with a lot of the think changes going on, but we know our biggest rival. They got all kinds of issues. It's quite possible that Jalen Hurts might not be the pocket passer that people thought he was, and then his receivers not very happy. They just and of course they're still dealing with the financial implications of some of their past moves. That's going to be hurting them. So I think that they're in a situation to where. I don't know what to expect. I'm not. If Dan Quinn turns things around in Washington, it won't be in 2024. Daniel Jones is still the quarterback in, in New York, and it, I don't even know if that's going to change this season. Cowboys are going to make the make the playoffs, and if they do that, once again, they're going to have a shot. I mean, I mean, we don't know. I mean, it could be the same old, same old as far as what happens in the postseason. But you know what? You, we keep talking about just keep keep getting chances. You know, you get enough chances. That's all we want. That's why we, you guys love Mike McCarthy. Cause Hey, we get more chances. So, you know, they'll get another chance and who, who knows. So, and I think that's what we, we have hope and that's why we should be happy. And get, you know, I always tell my little granddaughter whenever she's having a little meltdown, it's like, choose to be happy. You know, you can do no. it. Just choose to be happy. You know, Zimmer's here. Choose to like it. I mean, there's no reason to not like it. Why haven't you chosen to like Mike McCarthy, Danny? I, I've been RJ. I actually been trying. Uh, <laughs> it's, I mean, and, I, and I, I do like some things about him. So it's just, uh, I, I do choose to be to be happy and, and choose to like him until he does things that make me really upset. Um, but so I, I think Cowboy fans need to do this. This is another. We'll get a clean slate, great roster, another opportunity, good another draft. And I doubt we're going to have the same lack of production in this draft that we had from the last time. You know, we could see some second-year development from some guys. So I, there's a lot of reasons to, to be happy about the Cowboys and what, what could happen um, in this upcoming season. Um, you picked up a lot of fanfare for choosing to be happy. Well, this is, you know, this is me. It's, it's like, I tell you, people call me a, a hater. They call me a homer. But I tell you what, it's, it's whatever you're feeling. I'm going to bring you the other direction. That's just how it always is. And I, I even tell people that's what how it will be in the offseason. Um, you are just truly like a um, the foil for how any one person is feeling at any moment in time. Uh, it's you're, you're a mood ring, but like an anti-mood ring. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so um, I did want to mention one thing. Um, it is negative, so I apologize. But we haven't discussed it on a podcast uh, around here. Did uh, because you brought up the all-in uh, terminology, Danny. Did either of you see the story that Michael Gilkin wrote in the Dallas Morning News on Monday? Not off the top of my brain, no. Okay, so um, Gelkin, who I consider to be, we're so fortunate to have so many incredible people on the local beat covering the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, but when when Gelkin speaks, I listen. Um, and so this was the tweet that that accompanied his story. This was published uh, on Monday morning, and, and his tweet read: "Al uh, Gelkin, NFL, NFL, for anybody who's unaware, with the Super Bowl over, the page turns to 2024. Will the Cowboys really be all in this offseason? The notion of a new roster building approach could be all talk." So again, like the fact that Gelkin wrote that I found to be significant. And so when I was reading the story, this part stood out to me. Um, I'm kind of skimming here, but ultimately there's no clear indication that Cowboys have made a seismic shift in the draft first philosophy, for which they've long constructed their roster. As late March showed, that doesn't, you know, inhibit them from acquisitions such as Stefan Gum or Brandon Cooks. But this line, anyone hanging on to Jerry Jones's all-in comments may consider loosening that grip. And Gelkin says in the story that the Cowboys may define their, you know, all-in approach as paying Dak Prescott and paying CeeDee Lamb and paying Micah Parsons. And in one sense, you could certainly argue that they're all in. That's a lot of money to, you know, to delve out to a handful of players. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Jerry knew what he was doing when he, when he said that. And a lot of people ran with it. And 
that's when the tide's going to turn. I'm afraid, Tony, when they're not that kind of all in, people are going to people are going to really remind Jerry what he said and how he got their hopes up. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. That's I did end up seeing that. I know which one you were talking about, but you're right. When I saw that, I'm like, Gelkin's too informed to not be on the money here. Like he's right. usually, you know what I mean? So for him to say that, it was, I think, the first time for a lot of people, they were like, okay, we might have to rail this in a little bit because I, w- I was part of those people that I, even, I think I even said it here um, to one of you guys. I was just like, I'm inclined to believe him. You know, and I'm an idiot for saying that because, like, at the end of the day, like, I'm like when you, I I see Jerry Jones as a fed up, you know, 80 year old man, 80 plus year old man who sees like his window of opportunity dwindling. I want to believe that his all in approach is because he wants to, you know, one last hurrah. And then Mike, you know, Gelkin comes in respectfully and says, you know, we should cool the Jets on that. So it's. Yeah, we're you're right. We're probably gonna trade a fifth round pick for some linebacker. You know, we're probably some like retreat, you know, some secondary linebacker will hype it like it's a you know a Darius Leonard oh, type dude. move. We're, yeah, we're, you know? gonna, we're gonna pull his PFF rating from four years oh. ago and be like over the moon. And he's gonna be like like I promise you there will be a tweet like Zimmer has found his Anthony Barr in Dallas. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that that will be the tweet that is living out there. Um, <laughs> sorry, uh, Danny, to to kind of bring you did a great job of kind of building us up, and I brought us back down. It's fine, you know. I I, I look forward to this every off season talking about how the Cowboys are not going to go all in and what they're going to do, and it's and it, it, I'm not disappointed at all. But uh, I'm a big a uh, a big believer in the Cowboys roster building uh, capability. So it's yeah, it's it'll be it's fun to, to sit back and watch and listen to. But uh, you know, we might have to settle for it. A lousy fifth round pick for like a Gilmore or a Brandon Cooks, and you know, just be satisfied with that. You know our point, though, Danny. Don't be disingenuous. Um, I hey. last for a real last thing before we crown a winner. It's a great point from John Dodo in the chat. Says RJ, do you think Trayvon Diggs will have beef with Zimmer because Stefan Diggs had beef with Zimmer? That's a bit. If there are two brothers who allow you know each other's opinions to be their own, it they are inarguably Stefan Diggs and Trayvon Diggs. And Stefan Diggs had a very, very, very public falling out, Tony, with the Minnesota Vikings and Mike Zimmer. Like, this is a fair question. I mean, it's yeah. not quite Matt Patricia joining Darius Slay's team, but it feels similar. Yeah, as as a brother who has a My Brother's Keeper tattoo, I can understand the level of pettiness the two brothers would have. And if it was me and my sibling, like, there would be some side eye early on some bombastic side eye i'll tell you that right now and and i don't know if it'll ultimately end up being zimmer might meet Diggs. it may be cool but early on i bet you it'll be some standoffishness i'm just betting on it danny you shook your head you disagree i do in a big way because trayvon <laughs> Diggs is a professional and if he's if he's upset about anything i'm sure he'll just you know dry his tears with the millions that he's going to be making for going out there and playing at a high level. And they've got an opportunity to play for a, a, deep, a great defensive back coach. So I think that's going to be, I think that the marriage between those guys is going to be fantastic. Well, he also didn't even want Zimmer. He wanted Al Harris. He publicly said that. So um, he's just, he's got all the hate in the world. Apparently, um, you know, if you can, he'll be fine. He'll, he'll, he'll get, he'll get over it. He'll, he'll, all he'll right. be fine. Let's get out of here. Let's crown a winner. And um, it should come as no surprise. You know, optimism generally wins out. Tony, I'm sorry. But Danny, 108 to 106, you managed to prevail on this fine evening. You were the only person carrying a candle while Tony and I were trying to snuff your torch like Jeff Probst. How are you feeling, Danny, having won tonight's round table? Um, I'm feeling great. Um, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, I, 
I want to say this, and I didn't bring it up before because I didn't want to cause you to create an audible here, but I was, I'm glad the chat's not involved because typically wow. when you go, yeah, see, <laughs> uh, but, uh, and if I would have mentioned that earlier, I don't think I would be taking home the crown because, uh, I think the chat, they, they, they tend to do well. And, uh, and there's also so many of them. So, uh, no, I feel good. And I just feel, I just think Cowboy fans need to kind of just reel it in. If you're feeling, if you're, if you're feeling really excited about it, they reel it down. If you, you know, if you're really depressed, come on, come on up a little bit. You know what? There's a lot of work to do. It's, it's just the beginning. we got a whole off season ahead of us. So I, you know, and it's, and choose to be happy. Um, Casey said, after all this positivity, the heel turn from Danny, lonely cat man notes never change. What um, I do? <laughs> let's see. Um, Christian says that it's a legacy win for you, Danny. You went from one of the most negative to most positive of the round table. Tony, Danny spitting in the eye of the chat and still winning. It's pretty indicative of how poor of a game you played. It's bold. You know, it's bold. I'll tell you <laughs> that. Uh, but for me, I will say I unbiasedly told my truth today it didn't result in a win but you know what you gotta you gotta speak your truth from the from the mountaintop so i'm okay with it um last question tony i think i think that whatever you answer is going to represent how i feel as well but do you think that you will cope yourself into oblivion come august like that you will have convinced yourself that that all this that we just kind of openly doubted for an hour is fine and not only is fine but was the best thing all along and is is not only the best thing all along but it's going to work out the way we want undoubtedly <laughs> like undoubtedly come august i'm going to send out a tweet that say you know we got to trust them right like if they believe it they got you know we got to believe in it and no uh, i'm telling you right now i i the last two times that the 49ers took out our season, I think I wasn't optimistic until probably June, and I think probably something similar will happen this year. I'm curious what the inflection point is, where the passing of the torch happens, where Tony and I are back on positive mountain, and Danny, you're back down to, to Mountain Doom. Uh, no, and, and <laughs> I stay right where I'm at. I'm not going to Doom. It's just going to seem that way because you guys are going to be up here. Um. Wow. Who would have thought? that Mike Zimmer could incite so much discussion. But as you mentioned, Tony, that is the power of the Dallas Cowboys. And you were wondering why would Rex Ryan want to connect himself to this team? Rex Ryan has been talked about more in the last 72 hours than he had been in the last five years combined. I mean, that's why. I mean, is there any question at this point in your mind, Tony? No, it's fair. At the time, I'm like, he, he sold me, right? And he's a salesman and ESPN, <laughs> they sell you and the Cowboys are sales. You know what? They got me. Wow. Um, Danny, as we leave, how about you tell us something that we should all watch? You've given us some proper advice. Give us something we should watch on television, a movie, you know, something to maybe take our mind off of football now that it is officially the offseason for everybody. Oh, I think she, I think you should watch the challenge as that's finishing up. Uh, I forgot. Uh, I always forget you're a challenge person. What did you make of last week? Ever. No spoilers, but what did you make? What do you what the fuck do you want me to say? No spoiler. You haven't seen last week? No, I have. I'm saying no spoiler for somebody else. But like, well, it's been know. a week. So uh, no, I uh, as I often do, I real I like to root for the the good guys, and I hate all the manipulating. You know, so I the the, the, the couple the couple survivor people that's on the show that I used to like. Uh, not uh, a big fan of right yeah. now. So that's a, that's um, a real popular opinion. I'm, I, my, yeah. my, 
my favorites got bounced. Uh, if you have, sorry, I first uh, like a couple weeks ago. So, and I'm rooting for one particular person who is a uh, basically uh, the, the representative, the, the, mo- the, the most obvious person to root for based off of the last two weeks. Yeah, so for. that's where I'm at. So I'm super. I mean, I love that show. And also, hey, the Sur- Survivor new season's coming real the you know, end of the month. So I'm excited about that as well. Tony, have you ever watched an episode or season of The Challenge on MTV? This is right up your alley, honestly. Honestly, my wife, Rachel, does watch it. So, yeah, I, I've dabbled. Dude, um, it's America's fifth major sport, as Bill Simmons once said. I mean, it's it's a, it's a very, very, very special game. Um, I don't see any comments about it, so you didn't spoil it for anybody, Danny. But, Tony, I would say watch it, but we all know that you won't. So. <laughs> I'm I'm a big brother guy, so you get me locked in in the summertime for that. Um, well, one of the people who Danny was rooting for uh, was Kyland from Big Brother mm. from a few seasons ago. That's right, and so. I didn't know him from Big Brother because I don't watch that show, but I was rooting for Kyland. Yes, wow. the, more you, the more you know. Um, okay, so as we leave, Tony, since you are a Big Brother fan, can you give can you throw us out with a uh, a kind of Julie? Uh, Chen Moonves, expect the unexpected. Give us like your best impression of that. Oh man! No, I'm sorry, not an expected. Unexpected. Um, at the end of the live eviction episodes, Julie says like, you know, we'll see you Sunday, and then she says good night, and that's how she yeah. she leaves the show. So give it, give us one sentence to kind of wrap this up, and then give us the Julie classic good night. With all the twists and turns of the Cowboys off season, can Mike Zimmer be the one to put the Cowboys trophy back on the mantle? We'll we'll find out next year. Good night.